0: game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Brett Kulak busting down the left-hand side after Seattle clear. Kane lobs it
1: to the opposite corner. Vince Dunn turned it over. Hyman a try-by, a quick shot, to
0: save, Grubauer, rebound still loose, Grubauer sprawling, and there it is, hat-trick, Zach Hyman, a natural in the first period, three, nothing, Edmonton,
1: it is a Hyman Hattie powering the Edmonton Oilers to a much-needed victory. Dylan Holloway also scored in the first period. That was a big one for the Oilers as they go on to win 4-1 over Seattle. They outshot Seattle 17-5 in the first period. To improve to 3-9-1 and one on the season, Seattle drops to 5-7-3. and three. Your fun fact of the evening, the Oilers did not have a shot on goal in the third period. That is the sixth time in franchise history that it's happened. First time since March 3rd, 2013 against Minnesota. And the second time it's happened in a win. Back on October 20th, 2001, the Oilers went without a shot in the second period against Florida, but they won that game 6-2. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins for Hartland Ford, overtime open line. Well, the Oilers got the shots, got to the net in the first period, Rob, and they uh, put Seattle in a, in a big hole that they weren't able to get out of.
2: Yeah, they came with urgency, uh, both offensively and defensively. Uh, they got their break early in the game. Uh, we, we've seen on this last little stretch where things haven't gone well, where the Oilers have gotten... Scoring chances early in games and not been able to capitalize. Well, tonight they did. It was almost a broken two on one where the puck kind of bounced all over the place. Hyman corralled, he throws a back end upstairs, and just a huge relief for the team. They get to play with the lead. And uh, the Kraken, uh, who are not off to a great start either, are not a team that wants to chase. And the Oilers are a very good front running team. They got the lead, and then they were able to expose. Uh, the Kraken. They were able to continue the forecheck. The Kraken have to take chances. They took a couple penalties, and the Oilers continued to pour it on. And uh, Zach Hyman, who's one of the Oilers that has been snake bitten this year, he throws three in a row in. And then the end of the period, the Kraken are just stumbling and bumbling and just trying to get into the first period intermission down only three, and a big shift for the McLeod, Holloway line, and Holloway finds. A loose puck throws into the net, so it's not only uh, good for the team because that extended and put the game out of reach, but also good for Holloway and the the, the bottom six players who have been snake bitten themselves. That was a big goal for Holloway, his first of the season, and at that point, this game was over, and it was just a matter of uh, by how many of the Oilers would win.
1: Well, yeah, a very quiet second period, which is what the Oilers needed. They outshot Seattle 9-4, and uh, then in the third, Seattle had you know a, a push the first seven or eight minutes they did get a goal with Holloway on the penalty box Jaden Schwartz who's uh been hot lady for lately for Seattle had a power play goal go in off his skate and then you know the others basically quiet it down I know they know they didn't get a shot Ryan hit the post but kind of were able to put this one to bed and, and a good performance from Stuart Skinner uh 17 saves on 18 shots so yes not busy. A great save on Larson, though, that could have given mm-hmm. Seattle two quick goals early in the third period. And even early, uh, Yanni Gord had a good chance, less than four minutes into the game. I mean, if the Oilers fall behind one nothing early, who knows what happens with the way it's been going. So he made the stops he needed to make.
2: Well, give the Oilers credit defensively. They, I, I can remember three grade A scoring chances, the goal they scored, and then the two that you just talked about uh, that Skinner made saves on. Uh, and everything else Skinner made look routine. He he looked big in net, uh controlled his rebounds. Uh he was never really threatened at all on this hockey game. The others were much better defensively. I don't think Seattle had a great game. Uh I think they looked a little shelf shocked after they fell behind quickly in the first. But yeah, Skinner gave them a, a quality start and I mean, Skinner was very good last game in, in San Jose as well. He wasn't. He had no chance in any of the goals in San Jose. So that's back-to-back good starts. And with the fact that Campbell is not here, and Pickard's your backup, I think we're going to see a lot of Stuart Skinner over the next while. And uh, that's a good sign that uh, back-to-back starts, Skinner has been very solid in that. So 4-1, the
1: Oilers win it over the Kraken. Hyman with his second career hat trick. They've both been with the Oilers. Holloway gets his first of the season. Uh, Vander Kane, did they take an assist away from him? They did. He had two at one point. He winds up with an assist. Nuge had an assist. And uh, Ryan McLeod, Cody Cece, and Evan Bouchard all credited with uh, assists as well. So they, I mean, it's been a a strange year for McDavid and They Neither guy gets a point, but it comes in a win tonight.
2: Well, yeah, they both have looked uh, off, uh, as much as I mean, Drysdale's still leading the team in points. Uh, Connor's now I think just under a point a game, but those aren't Connor and Leon totals. Uh, Connor, you expect two a night, so you would think after 11 games he'd be around 22. He only has 10 uh, uncharacteristic giveaways by both players, and then finally for the first time this year, Connor and Leon have a two-on-one and. Uh, I thought, okay, here's where this is going to start going in a positive way. Uh, and it was funny. it's It was a real early pass by Conor McDavid, which I was surprised by. And I don't know if that surprised Leon, but he doesn't get all of it on, on the one-timer misses the net. That used to be automatic. So uh, both Conor and Leon have talked about the confidence is lagging. Uh, Conor doesn't show it as much in his body language as Leon does. Uh, but both of those two are uh i would say frustrated the way the season's gone the one thing that helps with the frustration is your team won anyways and this is a night where connor and leon weren't able to contribute offensively But the team gets to go home on an airplane and feel good about themselves. And this is the first time in a while that the Oilers, leaving a hockey rink, can have smiles on their faces. All right, 4-1, the Oilers take it. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse
1: Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Head coach Jay Woodcroft.
3: That kind of led the charge for you guys. Yeah, I thought it was um, it
4: was a really good effort. I thought we came out and and tried to dictate the play, not wait and see how uh, the game was going to play out. And we did a good job of that. And critical to that was that that save that that skins made early in that first period. And you know I think tonight was. I think it's the third time we've given up 18 or less shots in, uh, in our season. It's nice to win one when you give up 18 or less. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's probably the sixth time that we've given up 27 or less. It's nice to win one when you do that. Um, you know, there was a point in the first period I went and looked uh, I looked up at the shot clock. It was either first or second, middle of the second period. Was, the shots were 24 to 8 or some, something along those lines. And to see you in the lead, that's a big thing. And that's a credit to Stewart, but it's also a credit to the shooters that went out and, and were able to give our goaltenders some run support. That's huge uh, for a goaltender's confidence. He made the big first save, and then the, the shooters did the rest.
5: Sorry, you kind of, kind of alluded to it, but a lot of times that goal has gone in, not, maybe not through Stewart or Jack's fault, uh, fault, but how important was that save to getting you guys going on the right track?
3: It's important. Uh, Let's talk about one of those shooters, Zach Hyman, regarded as a leader in this locker room. When he has a night like that and he's able to demonstrate leadership capabilities day in and day out by example, what kind of a precedent does that set for your team?
4: Yeah, I have nothing but huge respect for Zach Hyman in the game and uh, that he brings to the table every every night. You know, he, um, you know. He was bound and determined to make sure we were coming out of with with a lead in that first period, and I think um, all of his goals were within about a four or five foot radius. So that that speaks to the game he was willing to play tonight. Um, As a person, a one person, fantastic leader, part of that kind of secondary leadership group who I thought all, you know, gave us something really good here tonight. I saw, um, you know, obviously Himes had success offensively. I thought Nuge was a force, defense. Defensively, uh, and made some good plays with the puck. And then you look at on the back end, that secondary leadership group of uh, Nurse played a heck of a game, Ekholm played a heck of a game. Uh, so when those four guys are, are, you know, helping lead the group, I think that's it, very, very important.
6: A lot of the things you've been waiting for this year showed up tonight, and a lot of the things that have been happening to you this year we didn't see tonight. Is this something you can build off of you take this forward?
4: Yes. Um, go ahead. <laughs>
7: Everyone yesterday was talked a lot about perspective. What sort of perspective do you carry with a game like this in the sense of like, yes, you saw a lot of things you wanted, but do you look at it, it's one game and you build from it? Or do you look at it, it's one game and maybe it could be the start of something?
4: Well, I think it might settle down some of the people in this scrum here You know, in terms of not not seeing the results that we've wanted to get yet. Um, we know that. As I said, we all own it. We're all professionals. No one's happy with where the record was at, but there's a lot of uh, positives to our game. I think we're at the top of the league in most metrics offensively, including time and zone, uh, chances created, all those kinds of things. Um, and yesterday, I think I used the term, you're just waiting for the dam to, break and and it broke in the first period and then i thought as the game wore on we played a pretty mature um low event uh second and third period we had what we needed um we still created we just didn't didn't finish um that's a credit to their goaltender um but there was lots of good As I said yesterday, we're a real process-oriented group. Um, This group's won a lot of games, Um, so you stick with the process even though you're not getting the result. But I'll tell you what, we talked about it yesterday. It's nice to get a result. It's nice to be rewarded for a good effort. Like I said earlier in the scrum, I think it's the third time we've
3: given up 18 or less shots. It's nice to win one of those games. Did you happen to catch a glimpse of the sign that was behind you saying Woodcroft's Warriors backing our coach? And a follow-up to that, did you maybe feel like your players played for you tonight? Well, No,
4: you know, I I think our players played to win the game tonight, which is where the focus should be. Um, You know, our our players going to bat or whatever you want to call it. To me, our players have a great batting average over the last, over the last since I've been here. Um, You know, and that speaks for itself. As I I keep going back to it, no one's happy with where the overall record is. But in terms of uh, the quality of people that we have in that locker room, the quality of players, we know we're better than our record. And, and going back to Specs' question, you know, sometimes it hasn't gone right. But in team sports, what you do is you stick together, and you uh, you find a way. If you can't make a way, you find a way.
5: Okay, what do you like about the way your team defended in the third period?
4: I mean, so like I said, I think it's the sixth time we've been up 27 or shot less shots. It's the third time 18 or less. You know, I I saw that in a lot of other games too. But I I'm real happy that we got the result tonight. Um, Guys dug in. You you mentioned Skinner's save in the first period too. Like I saw him make two huge saves after the other team had a a power play goal. That's big, and and uh, you know people dug in for him, and it was nice to get the result. Thanks, guys.
1: Okay, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after the Oilers beat Seattle. 4 1 tonight. That's a $400 donation to 630 Chet Santos Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net with 100 bucks to Santas every time the Oilers score. Uh, Robin, well, first of all, anything stand out from Jay's
2: comments? Just the the tone in his voice. It sounded one of, of relief, one of happiness, one of finally. Uh, no, I just. Everything he said was true, but just the way he said it, you could see someone that's excited about finally being able to talk in a positive way. Um, so Hyman gets a hat trick. Yep. One was on the power
1: play. The other two were five on five. Uh, we, and I mentioned Evander Kane got an assist on the first goal, had an assist taken away on the third goal, but he's right around the net along with Nugent Hopkins. And you and I have talked about this off and on over the last couple of years that, we both like Hyman and Kane together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's interesting. I know we we talk about and get asked a lot about McDavid or Drysaitel together or apart. I just think it, it seems to be good things happen when Hyman and Kane are together.
2: Well, they they play similar type of games. They both hang out in the blue paint, uh, as you saw on the goals. Uh, the 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 third goal, the one where I, I think they took the assist away from Kane because a Seattle defenseman kind of whacked the puck that was in the crease when Diamond he shot it in. Still should have been an assist for Kane, but they were both in there. And they're both big strong men, hard to move, and when they're in there together, it, they take up so much space. And, and the defensemen are working so hard to try to move that move them that one of them kind of blocks and creates an open space for the opposite player to score, and that's what happened on Hyman. They were so focused on Kane whacking and hacking that Hyman just kind of bumped himself out a foot or two. The puck comes out to him, He shoots it into an empty net. I do. I, it's a big, heavy line. Whatever, Whoever's their centerman, it's going to be a big, heavy line because the wingers are, are what they are, and I thought Nugent Hopkins complimented them well. Nugent keeps plays alive in the offensive zone. He likes putting pucks on net, and he's a guy that shoots... Rarely do you see Nuge go top shelf. He's always trying to find low corners to shoot at when those don't, when that creates rebounds, and that's where Kane and Hyman can excel.
1: Hyman was the first star tonight. Jaden Schwartz was selected as the second star. Stuart Skinner, the third star. Evander Kane is our fourth star for Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. All right, the Oilers get a much-needed win. Now they got to try to keep building when they play the Islanders on Monday, but they do improve to 3-9-1 on the season. You can give us a ring tonight at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling systems, certainty pearl all the way. You're also going to hear from Zach Hyman and Stuart Skinner. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 chance Here's a centering pass and what a save by Skinner. Beautiful feed. By Tolman and down low, and it wasn't finished by Gordon and Stuart
1: Skinner with one of his best saves of the year. Yeah, that was the one early on Yanni Gord, and Skinner also made a big save on Adam Larson about five minutes into the third period. The save of the game presented by Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner stops 17 tonight as the Oilers win 4-1 in Seattle. Here he is.
3: Sir, can you talk about, after a disappointing couple of results earlier this week, how important it was for you guys to get a win returning back to home ice?
8: Yeah, it's big. Uh, definitely need, needed the points. Um, happy that we came out. We came out really hard. It was a great uh, great team effort. Got the win and get out of here. What did you see in front of you? Uh, I saw a team that uh, we fought really hard uh, from start to finish. Um, I think we battled, uh, blocked a ton of shots. coolie made a huge block on the PK in the first period. Uh, I mean, just countless, I mean, we could go around the room and talk about how everybody, uh, you know, how everybody played, how everybody con- contributed, and uh, it was a big night.
5: What did that save on you, any about oh, just short of four minutes in do for you and the team and your confidence?
8: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good play by them. I was able to make the save, and uh, after that, we got a couple goals. I know heim has got a Hattie pretty quick, so it was, uh, it was really, good to see, uh, really good to see that, so, um, yeah.
5: A lot of times those seem to have been going in maybe not your fault but they've just been going in this year and how important was that save do you
7: think to get in the ball rolling in the right direction for you
8: every save is important yeah. huh.
7: you've talked a lot in the past about just sort of being able to use failure and sort of succeed from it like a how do you guys use this week to sort of learn from it but B what do you think a night like this can do for you going
8: forward yeah I think it's I think it's big I mean uh, it was a hard game to win. Uh, it was hard fought, and that's what it takes to win the NHL, and we've got to just keep on doing that, keep on, keep on doing the things that uh, is going to make us successful.
7: With everything you guys have gone through, I mean, had it reminded you of Wichita, the game where you gave up nine goals, or was that a little bit of a different di- animal in terms of how to deal with adversity?
8: Um, I've dealt with a lot more than just that. Um, I could go down the list on how many things I've gone through. Um, personally, I'm sure that's the same with everybody else. It's being a professional. Um, and, again, it's how you respond. Uh, Tony gave me a little pointer this morning, so uh, thanks, Tony. There was a
6: time when a 4 nothing lead this, you know, would turn into 7-1 or something because everyone went for it. It didn't look like a team that was looking to score tonight, that they didn't need more than four. Is locking it down for 40 minutes a sign of a team that's figuring it out?
8: Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the guys did a great job in front of me uh, from start to finish. Even in the first period, like even though we got score we, we scored four times, uh, you know, pretty quick. We were shutting it down the whole first period, so um, it was just a great effort by everybody. In uh, the third period, uh, Yamo came down on a break, and Leo and Boosh both back-checked incredibly hard uh, and, and potentially saved a goal against. Um, and you know that. That's what it takes, and everybody's been doing it. Everyone did it today, and uh, it's nice to get the win. Nice
6: to put up one goal against. This has been a team that's, you know, you've been giving up a lot, not just you, but
8: the team's given up a lot of fours this year. One's got to feel good. I'm very happy with letting in one uh, today. Um, Keep getting better and move on. As
3: someone who's still so young in his NHL career, what's it like being a teammate of Zach Hyman's and his ability to kind of lead by example day in and day out?
8: zach is a great human being um, anybody you ask will say that um, he's for the team he's selfless um, and he's just a just a good guy uh, outside of the rink and he's a hard worker every single day he comes to work he does his job and he, he goes back home and he takes care of his family and it's, he's a, he's a wonderful man a very good leader and somebody that uh, we rely on and uh, he relies on all of us and, that's what uh, that's what's how it's been working.
1: Goal tonight as the Oilers knock off the Seattle Kraken, four-one. The shots were twenty-six, eighteen. Rob Lokesh is the winner of set the line for River Creek Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. I set the line Oilers shots on goal at thirty-five and a half. Looked like it was going to be over because they had 17 <laughs> in the first period, but then they only had nine in the second period. And as we were talking about, zero in the third. So, Lokesh gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Uh, again, if you missed it earlier, sixth time in franchise history, the Oilers have zero shots in a period. They have won two of those games. So, you know, <laughs> it's a, hockey can be a funny game. And by the way, like Derek Ryan hits the goalpost, which isn't a shot. Yet if the Oilers had lobbed it in from center,
2: I know that's to just to just
1: to get a shot. They they would have. But whatever, they won the game, which is what they need.
2: Well, I would, as I was telling Bob afterwards earlier, about two weeks ago, Anaheim had zero shots in the first period against the Vegas Golden Knights and came back, scored four goals in the third period. So I guess it's not uh, not uh, that. Um, I guess odd for a team to be able to win. Just if you're not good in one period, be really, really good in another. And that's what the Oilers were today and Anaheim was a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, uh, very good first period tonight for the Oilers. Uh, took control of the game as we we're talking about Skinner. Big save early. Hyman gets to the net. Uh, Ward Fogle would have had an open net. They had that pass coming quick to him, went right through his skates. so they were good. And Skinner talked about as well uh, a better job of checking now yes the quality of the opponent matters it matters this might not be as potent an offense as some of the other teams the orders have face but and we've seen other teams do this to edmonton it looks like there's going to be an open chance somebody or just disrupted at the last minute and and you use the word desperate and we saw that uh for most of the game for the orders defending
2: yeah they were much more urgent in front of their own net and it it, it works so much more too it's when a team isn't gifted offensively as Seattle is, they got a bunch of guys that work hard, but they don't have guys that you, you have to worry about that if they get that split second, it's going in the net. So if you play with urgency, if you play with desperation against them, well, now it's going to be much harder for them to score. If you give them wide-open chances... Anyone in the National Hockey League, I don't care if it's your first-line guy or a guy that's your, your, your 12th forward, if you give them time to walk in, they can all pick a corner. They can all score. So if you're playing a team that is offensively challenged, which Seattle is at times, and you're not giving them easy opportunities, they have a hard time creating. And tonight in this game, I remember three... Great A scoring chances. One they scored on the back door, uh, off the foot and in. One where we just heard Stuart Skinner talk about the first period save, and the one on Adam, Adam Larson. And again, on the Adam Larson one, uh, not what you would call a, an offensive defenseman. If he tries to backhand that, it probably scores. But He doesn't get in that spot a whole lot. He tries to go backhand to forehand. That allowed Stuart Skinner a little bit more time to come across. But he makes a big save. And as Jay Woodcroft talked about, that was right after Seattle had scored a power play goal. That could have made it 4-2 with a whole lot of time left and a fragile Oiler team trying to hang on. So Stuart Skinner only needed to make a couple big saves but he did.
1: 4-1, the Oilers win it. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Sebastian on the line. Sebastian, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead.
4: Oh, hey, Robin Reed. How
0: are you doing this evening? Good.
4: Um, so I got a question about, uh, so great team win tonight, um, but I got a question about sidle and his dry spell. So if you were Coach Woodcroft, what would you do to change uh, that up? Would you change some of his line mates? Or, yeah, that's basically my general question.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not sure you want to change his line mates to, to help him score because right now he's playing with Connor McDavid. If anyone's going to get you going in the right direction, it would be him. Uh the, the two superstars for the others, both quiet. Mm-hmm. And they, they have been... I mean, Leon still leads the team in, in points. So it's not as though he's uh, completely shut down. But this isn't the, the numbers that we usually see from Connor and Leon. And in tonight's game, uh, they didn't get a whole lot of looks. And we're used to seeing Connor and Leon getting four or five or six good looks a game. Tonight, they had the one-two-on-one, on one, and rarely do you see that miss. So for, for Leon... It's going to come. He's a three-time 50-goal scorer. He's won an MVP. Connor McDavid, he's won the MVP, what, five times? Four times? I don't even know what it is. Uh, the the goals are going to come from The points are going to come for them. And if you're an Oilers fan, I guess the one thing you'd be excited about is the fact that the Oilers got back on a winning track tonight and didn't need those guys. But I don't think there's anything the coach needs to do. Uh, Leon is going to get his opportunities, and eventually the puck is going to find the back of the net. And when it does... Being a, uh, a guy that's normally scores fifty a year, you would think that eventually things even out, and he'll probably put in eight in a six-game stretch. And all of a sudden, people forget about this little stretch where Connor and Leon have been quiet.
1: Yeah, uh, three heart trophies for Connor McDavid, and you you can tell they're frustrated. I mean, yep. I mean, Leon sh- uh, shows it more than. Than Connor and I know some like some fans don't like that some you know I I don't I don't mind if a player shows a little bit of frustration yep. if he's still going out there and, and playing now they won tonight so it's not gonna it's not gonna sting as much but they know they have to get going as you know Kelly Rudy's on my show mm-hmm. every week and he was with the Islanders uh, like he basically joined them just after they'd won the, the four cups and they were still pretty good for yep. several years obviously and he he said uh, he said Mike Bossy. Would really be hard on himself and and really sort of blame himself if he didn't score and they lost. Like he said, he said if they if they won a game and Bossy didn't score, fine. He's celebrating. He's he's w- mm-hmm. he's with the guys. But he he said he noticed that like if they lost the game three two five four and Bossy didn't score, he left the rink or was on the bus or the plane after saying. I was supposed to get a goal, at least a goal. Like, that's my job. And and we lost by a goal that he would would really take that hard.
2: Well, most players in the National Hockey League, when they score a goal, you see how excited they are because scoring's hard. So when guys score a goal, sometimes they're surprised. I got a goal tonight. (laughs) When Connor and Leon don't score, they're surprised. And when it goes on for a little bit longer, then they're frustrated because the expectation, Connor and Leon go into every game expecting to score. And to have big games. So I, I don't mind when someone shows frustration. It's, it's usually when Leon is showing frustration, it's at himself. We sh- they showed a couple times the bench tonight after he missed scoring chances and, and he was frustrated. And uh, for the first time in the last couple of games, Connor has shown his body language shows he's frustrated. And Connor, you know, when Connor's frustrated at himself is when he takes a short shift. He flips the puck in and he goes to the bench. It's because things aren't going right for him. He wants to go sit on the bench and reevaluate. Um, to me, it's just they're two guys that I, I don't worry about simply because. Every year, they're the top two scorers in the National Hockey League. Every year, they score. Uh, it'll come, and when it comes, hopefully that's when the wins will start coming for the Edmonton Oilers on a more consistent basis. But what you do like about tonight is other players stepped up, and the second line of Kane, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins was exceptional in this hockey game. And that allows uh, a night for Connor and Leon, when they're held pointless, to be able to be just uh, a side note. Had the Oilers, as you said, like Bossy, had the Oilers lost, we'd be pointing out the fact that Connor and Leon missed a two on one. Connor and Leon weren't able to capitalize on their power play opportunities but you don't have to worry about it tonight because other players stepped up. So the Oilers win it 4-1 in Seattle
1: as we look around the league for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Flyers win 4-2 in Los Angeles. The Blues hammer the Avalanche 8-2. The Coyotes only 25 shots on goal, but they beat the Predators 7-5. Penguins blank the Sabres 4-zip. Capitals over the Islanders 4-1. The Senators beat the Flames 4-1. The Maple Leafs beat the Canucks 5-2. It's the Hurricanes getting a 4-0 win over the Lightning. Stars edge the Jets 3-2. Caden Gooley scores an overtime for Montreal. 3-2 win against Boston. And the Red Wings take down the Blue Jackets 5-4. Oil Kings were beaten 10-2 by the Calgary Hitmen. The uh, U of A Golden Bears lost the Hardy Cup final on a final play touchdown. And then the subsequent convert 28-27 against the... UBC in the CFL playoffs. Winnipeg's going to the Grey Cup again. 24-13 win against the Lions, and the 16 and two Argos. The two teams have finished 16 and two: Edmonton and 89. They lost the West final, and the Argos this year, uh, and it wasn't close. The Alouettes 38-17, nine turnovers <laughs> by the Argos, who looked. Unstoppable at times this year.
2: I am no football analyst, but I have a feeling that most teams that turn the ball over nine times end up on the wrong Probably side of lose, the scoreboard. Probably lose the yes. game.
1: Yeah, and and the and, and Golden Bear, I mean, I got to hand it to Chris Morris and and everybody who played for the Bears. And I, I you know I had uh, an alumni Ed Nicky on my show last night, and they they were happy. And Bears were uh, inside the the 15-yard line in the final minute, putting the game away, and they they fumbled, and and UBC goes down the other way and scores on the last play. So a a heartbreaker, but still. I mean, the only team that beat the U of A this year was UBC. (laughs) They they played them three times and lost every one. All right, and the Oilers win 4-1 here against the Seattle Kraken. A hat trick for this guy, Zach Hyman.
7: How do you describe both knowing that you have this big night, and it comes on a night where not only are you able to snap the streak, but it seems like this has been a different group compared going into the locker room compared to what we've seen lately.
9: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, just from a team perspective, I think just getting ahead, scoring first, um, and being able to build a lead. I think you know when things aren't going well, you want to have a cushion, and, and it makes everybody feel a little bit more comfortable, right? I think. When things are going well, little bounces that don't go your way aren't a big deal. But you know, when they, they go against you, they're they're a huge deal. So to have a cushion um, after the first was was uh, really important. It
5: seemed like your office in front of the net got a lot of good use tonight.
9: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, in in the in the first for sure. It was, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, anytime you can capitalize on those chances. Um, it's it's fun. I guess that that's where it's fun. Scoring, um, putting your team ahead in the first, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of good bounces in the first. So. Did
5: you notice a little bit of a difference in the way the guys kind of approach the offense? Where you guys have had a lot of shots in, in games, mm. but this, especially the first period, see, to really penetrate and get get in there yeah, close to the net and get your chances that way.
9: Yeah, I think if you look at kind of. Any analytics numbers, they'll tell you where most of the goals are scored. I don't know if it's like 50% or something like that, or it's within a, a, a you know, five-meter radius of the net, right? So taught at a young age, if you want to score, go to the net. And uh, I think especially when things aren't as smooth as we'd like them to be, you know, we're a pretty offensive team, and when you're not getting the offense, you got to go back to what works I and mean, what's what's easy for everybody, I think, is just scoring around, around the net. Do you feel like, you yeah, know, everyone
6: always says that, that- you can't score, you can't score, you can't score, and then they start to come. Uh, it was tonight, a night, when they started to come, not just for you, but just for the team. gets some bounces, some pucks went in that hadn't been going in.
9: Yeah, and I thought, I think, on the, on the reverse and I thought Stu played it great and just made key saves. One comes to mind is that I think it was 4-1, and there's a pass backside off, off a face-off, and he's able to get his blocker on it, and... I mean that's a save that keeps it four-one rather than four-two, and then they're pushing, right? And uh, I just think that was a huge save. And I thought um, Dylan Hallway played uh, amazing. I think he's really coming on of late, and for him to kind of get uh, one around the net there was was great. at a fight also, so um, yeah, I think he's really coming. Do
5: you feel like all the things that were have been going wrong finally start going right? <laughs> like it, that kind of game?
9: Yeah, uh, especially in the first. I mean, I think it was a pretty low event game after that. Like, I, I don't think there was many great A's both ways. I think we kind of locked it down from there. and um, Stu made the saves that, that he needed to make, some big ones there, obviously. And uh, Yeah, I, I just think it was, a, it was a, f- the first time I think we played a full 60 um, and just really controlled the game from the start.
7: Arnell and Evander were saying yesterday, like, hey, even though there's still a lot of season left, you're looking for a spark. Mm-hmm. Do you think something like this could be a springboard or is it still kind of one of those there's still a lot left or how do you look at a game like this?
9: One game at a time. Like I think that's kind of the mindset. Excuse me, is we're just worried about today, and it, today was a good day um, to get back in the in the wind calm and kind of just breathe. Uh, and and now you know you enjoy the night and you take it and you get ready for for Monday night. And I think we're we're at the point now in the schedule where it's going to be pretty much every other night. Like right? that's kind of how this league works, and uh, you want to be feeling good. And this was a a good one to put us in the right direction.
1: So Zach Hyman, natural hat trick. He's up to seven goals on the season. Oilers beat the Seattle Kraken 4-1. We're happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. We will continue chatting with Rob. You'll also hear from Dylan Holloway, who had his name on the score sheet several times this evening. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad.
2: Nugent
1: Hopkins takes a pass, top of the left circle. Drifts down low, kicks it back. Boot snapshot save, rebound score. Zach Hyman, his second of the period. And the Oilers take a 2-0 lead on a power play goal by Zach Hyman. His second of the
0: night and sixth of the year.
1: That's the middle goal and Zach Hyman's natural hat trick and a 4-1 win for the Oilers over Seattle. The power play update for Conlin Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlin Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlinmotorsports.ca. Rob, both teams go one for three on the power play, and we talked about it before the game. Uh, both teams top ten. In uh, power play in the NHL, both teams uh, bottom. Uh, what were they? Bottom four, bottom five in penalty killing. So I guess both going one for three. But it, it, when the Oilers got there, was was big. I mean, on uh, Thursday, two first period power plays don't produce anything against San Jose. Late power play doesn't tie the game. That one stretched the lead. Now Seattle did get a goal, by the but by the time they got one, it was. Only to pull within three.
2: Well, just like in San Jose, the Oilers got two power plays early. Uh, The difference is San Jose they didn't score on either one of them and lost momentum. Tonight they didn't score in their first one, but were gifted another power play, and and took full advantage of the second one. And it was a simple one. It was just putting a puck on net, something that you and I have talked about a lot. Uh, Your Bouchard, the bomb that you have, just get the puck on net. We we talked about being in the blue paint. Hyman hung around there all night long. Uh, There's a rebound. He's the guy in front. He puts it in the back of the net. But, yes, the Oilers' power play has not gotten them the big goal at the big moment most of this season. Tonight, that goal to extend the lead was a big one, and the Oilers needed it. And hopefully that'll be uh, something to, to work off of as we go forward because, as we know, the Oilers' biggest weapon the last number of years has been their power play. Hopefully, it's back on track.
1: Should also mention Jack Campbell was in goal again tonight for the Bakersfield Condors. Twenty two saves on twenty six shots as the Condors were beaten four nothing by the Abbotsford Canucks. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Scott standing by. Hello, Scott.
0: Hey, how are you doing, bud? Good. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's just you guys know the boys a little better than I do and uh, been around them a bit more. And just, you know, with the season going the way it is, do you think after tonight that might be a, enough momentum to keep them going? Or do you feel that they they're still in their, and their heads might feel a little down over what's kind of transpired this season? Well, it's a
2: good question. It's good. Well, I can tell you from experience that when you lose a hockey game, uh, there's no smiling in the dressing room. And then you get on the bus. And there's no smiling or talking on the bus. And then you got an airplane. And on the airplane, it, it's very quiet. There's no talking on the airplane. Uh, it, it's not fun. And tonight, these guys will be getting on the they'll be dress, They'll be talking. The music will be playing in the dressing room. They'll be talking on the bus. They'll get on the plane. The cards will come out. Guys will be joking around again. And it'll be fun now. Will that translate into more victories? Well, the Islanders will have something to say about that on Monday. But the Oilers, for the first time in a while, will feel good about themselves. And that's something that uh, will go a long way to having a better practice tomorrow if they practice. Oh, having, or having yeah. a better pregame skate <laughs> on Monday morning because they'll feel good about themselves and they'll be joking around. And when you're happy and having fun, usually that translates into better hockey on the ice because you're enjoying yourself. You're enjoying coming to the rink. So uh will they will this start a winning streak? I don't know, but I can tell you the mood from now until puck drop on Monday will be much more positive, much more fun. And just from experience that usually translates to better hockey.
1: Yeah. It's uh like what I was saying before the game, this this is a long road um Back to 500, a playoff spot for Mm -hmm. Edmonton, and there'll still be bumps along the way. And and we don't know how it's going to go. Maybe that's going to be the worst 12-game stretch of the season. Maybe it's an indication that they're not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be before the season. But I I, I think, and we talked a lot about the shots on goal the last four games. I mean, I I gave the shooting percentage 5.4% the last four games. I I, I I guess I would say to Scott, I, I think they believed. I don't know if they knew that percentage, but I do think they believed if they kept putting the puck into the into that area and at the net, something's going to go in. And, I mean, even Hyman's power play goal, we saw a replay here. It, it, it went up in the air. It hit the goalie. It went up in the air, and it actually hit Hyman's leg and then dropped right by his yes. stick. And as frustrating as that game was against the Sharks, and I think I brought it up after the game on Thursday – with about 25 seconds left, Bouchard took a big slap shot. Blackwood stopped it. Hyman and the, there were two Oilers right by the net and a third one coming in and the puck dropped right on the center mm-hmm. player's, player's stick. Now that now that happens, yep. but they were in the right spot. They did they did get a shot away. So tonight the rebound hits Hyman falls right in his stick, he's got an open net.
2: We know the Oilers uh, there was a lot of perimeter shots the last number of games, but they have had some great a ones as, as well and this is a team with 50 goal scorers on it 40 goal scorers on it, a bunch of 30 goal scorers on it that if they continued to put pucks on it it was going to find the back of the net eventually and and we saw that tonight and when the Oilers or when players start to score they start feeling a little bit better about themselves. Leon and Connor, and all the players have talked about the fact that they're gripping the sticks a little tighter. Uh, the frustration of the puck not going in. Uh, you can see the exasperation throwing their heads back when they think they have a sure goal and it's not going to the back of the net. Well, tonight, Holloway scores. He's gonna feel a little lighter next game. He's now got a goal this season. Hyman has the big hat trick. His line's very good. Next game, that line will feel a little bit better. So slowly, these players are gonna start finding the back of the net, and when they do that, the pressure comes off a little bit, and there's no hesitation. When you are struggling, there's hesitation in your game. In the National Hockey League, if you hesitate for a split second, that allows a defenseman to get a stick in the way. That allows the goaltender a little more time to set up. And usually that's when the pucks don't find the back of the net. Tonight was a good start for the team. Hopefully it's something they can uh use as a uh you know a jump start for the game on Monday because a one-off right now when you're now 3-9 and 1, a one-off game doesn't help you yep. in a playoff push. The Oilers need to win four or five or seven of nine to get back in so they're not looking up at every team in the National Hockey League.
1: Four one over Seattle, the Oilers take it. Abbas is on the line. Abbas, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
0: Hey guys, I'm so happy the team won. It's 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 like it's like it's like hope is 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 finally here. I think now the Oilers can create a new chapter, but they just have to clean up some areas in the previous game and if they can improve on P,
2: P, you know pk and power play i think will be will be great yep good point i mean the oilers now have a chance to have a winning streak which they have not had they have not had this year so (laughs) uh the Oilers had a big win against the calgary flames in the heritage classic they did not come out in the next game and And play as well as they needed they had a a big win in nashville this year and everyone thought okay here's where they're going to go six goals and they were not good in philadelphia so with the Oilers, as much as they need to win two games in a row they need to play two good games in a row don't even worry about the outcome put two solid games in a row together tonight was very good in both ends of the rink and i think the biggest thing we're looking at the four goals the biggest thing for me is the way they played defensively this was a much cleaner low-event game that allowed Stuart Skinner to not have to make save after save after save after save. He could just have a nice, calm, collected type of hockey game. And even though though the Oilers had zero shots in the third period, I mean, it wasn't like they were hemmed in. It wasn't like they were under duress that period. They just played a, a smart game, dump pucks in, get pucks out, Just play a good professional third period, and this was a a, a nice starting point to hopefully a bit of a streak going forward. All right,
1: Dylan Holloway, uh, just a quick thought from you on him, Rob. He gets a goal, nearly had another one in the second period, and he winds up with 11 penalty minutes. He had three minors one of which was part of a coincidental with uh, Adam Larson. He slashed Larson's stick, and then Larson pulled his helmet off, and he gets in a fight with Vince Dunn. Two NHL fights, both against Dunn.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, Dylan Holloway is getting ice time, and he's showing he's capable of playing at this level. And I think, to me, I've been asking and you've been asking, and uh, a lot of fans have to see more of Dylan Holloway in a... In offensive situations, Dylan Holloway, at the way he played tonight, deserves more ice time going forward because he was excellent in this hockey game. All right, back to Seattle. Here he is. We know, that it's,
6: everyone's waiting for something good to happen in this room. You, yeah. lots of guys, yeah. uh, maybe just a little bit on the sort of the feeling and when it starts going right for you finally.
10: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good feeling. I was kind of, um, I don't know, wanting to go bad there. Uh, we're just happy the team got the win. That was huge for us, huge for the group. And uh, yeah, we're just going to try and keep it going for the rest of the week and then on our next road trip.
7: You were saying yesterday that yesterday's practice was probably the sharpest of the year at this point. What did you guys do to be able to translate that into a game today?
10: Yeah, I think uh, I think yesterday everybody was in the right mindset. Um, you know, things things haven't been going our way, but I think we've been uh, still having a good attitude as a collective group. And then, uh, yeah, the last practice was sharp, and you practice how you play. So I uh, played sharp tonight, too.
7: The way Zach gets the three goals early, like what yeah. sort of tone did that set, given starts have been an issue?
10: Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. I think... Uh, big thing for us is just uh, we've had some good starts but then playing a full 60 after uh, we've had moments where we start good and then uh, kind of falls apart for us so the fact that we were able to start good and kind of keep it going the whole whole game was massive tonight. You have
5: had a lot of shots and games but it seemed like you were able to kind of penetrate and get to the blue paint a little bit more. Was yeah. that a key for tonight? Yeah
10: yeah yeah. yeah that was massive. Uh, I don't know like they say they don't ask how or sorry they don't ask how they ask how many and I think uh, tonight just showed that it's a uh, you get to the net and you score goals there. So. Dylan just to big piggyback off of Ryan's question about Zach
3: What's it like as a young player being mentored by a guy like Zach Hyman who's known
10: to be one of the hardest workers in the league? Yeah, it's incredible. We've got, we got so many good older guys that uh, you can learn from in this locker room. Hyman, especially uh, works so hard and he's, got, he's a bull in front of the net in the corners too so uh, definitely a guy that I try and uh, learn from and take things into my own game.
3: After your fight with Vince Dunn I noticed that Evander Kane came over to the penalty yeah. box and talked to you. What
10: was the messaging there? Yeah, he was saying good job, way to go. Uh, I think he loved it so I uh, <laughs> I, know, I was pretty fired up still, so I was, yeah, but yeah, he just came over and said way to go. What
5: was last happened? time you had 11 oh. penalty
10: minutes in a game? Oh man, I don't know. I was hoping the game would end so I could stay out of the box. I felt like every, everything I did, I was just getting in the box, but uh, yeah, I mean, it happens. It's a good way to get on the score sheet, so.
5: What, what happened on that fight to lead to it?
10: Yeah, I mean, I was driving wide shot, um, saw he was coming, but I was kind of in a bad spot, uh, got hit pretty hard on the boards. Uh, it was a little winded, and then I got up, and I saw him coming again, so I tried to reverse hit him. Uh, He's a pretty strong guy, and then he just kept asking me to go, and eventually I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So, uh, yeah, When you look at this week, two
3: disappointing losses, and then you close out with a win, how important was it for you guys to go back to home ice with a good feeling?
10: Yeah, it's massive. Uh, we deserve a good plane ride and a good plane ride home. So uh, we'll just try and take this momentum going into uh, Monday's game, and then, yeah, just keep it going from there.
1: And Monday's game presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Oilers home to the New York Islanders. 5 o'clock face-off show here on 630 Ched, The game will start at 630. Hyman with a natural hat trick in the first period. Holloway also scores. Skinner 17 saves. The Oilers snap a four-game losing streak by beating the Kraken 4-1. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.